talking about the summer sultry oasis. Yes, it's hot out there, but we need to have that oasis, and it needs to have this feeling about it to make you okay to sweat. It's, it is okay to sweat. Get out there, and it's okay. You know, I talked earlier a little bit because for my <laughs> birthday, I know, a little uh, bit. Yeah, who are you kidding? Okay. <laughs> Those figs that Bill brought in. Right. I mean, there's something about walking out in the morning, picking a few figs off your tree. Things aren't quite boiling yet. You right. can go out there on your patio. That's a time to pick fruit, too. You know and that. A fig, early yes. Morning. Yes, they've replenished themselves mm-hmm. during the evening. Hydrated. Figs are just one of those wonderful things from the garden. If you've never had a fresh fig, they're wonderful. And they're so, this is what it takes to grow a fig stick it in the ground, it roots out. Throw some water on it. You don't fertil- You don't do anything. Right. You throw water on it. Beautiful figs and a beautiful plant. Uh-huh. So it's part of that beautiful oasis feel in the garden. Being able to go out there and it is kind of a lush tropical. Lemons, lime, somewhat. citrus. When you have some, some, some growth on things that you can eat, these little citrus plants or the fig. I just love getting tomatoes or even a, a jalapeno pepper. Those are the easiest. I mean, have you ever... Not been able to grow jalapenos. And the sound of water, oh my goodness. We're going to have to find out. Um, we're going to put up on our website where you can purchase this book. We talked to Emma Clark, the uh, author of The Art of the Islamic Garden. And um, those design techniques have served me so well over 31 years that it, it's just incredible. We have a pool uh, that we're going to be entering into this um, contest for a swimming pool design. Where and you compete a- against other... Oh, Architects yes. uh, and designers across across the uh, world, international across mm-hmm. the world. We've been fortunate; we've won quite a few of those. But this pool that we're going to enter into that follows so many of those principles with the geometry, and it's something that that I think many times people do not understand in in courtyard design or other design how important geometry is. Um, I've been told many times when people look at our plans that we draw, they say, "Wow, that looks," you know. They, they say, "Well, we don't want it to be so stiff." We don't want to be quite so, so tight with the geometry. And then we'll show them a photograph of another project that we've done that has the same type of geometry. And they'll say, oh, yes, I want it like that. And it, it's very difficult to understand that what you see in plan view and how you feel it in the garden itself are different. They're different feelings. And you really don't really see the geometry sometimes while you're in the garden, but you feel the order that you talked about last hour. Yeah. And you feel like it's, it's coming together, there's an order to it, and it's something that, that belongs there. And that's what happens when you use good geometry. We and always so. talk about that, uniting that backyard with the, you know, the family and the home, so it's all one. And uh, in her book, she, she has quite a few um, reasons for that and approaches right. to help that. But that water and shade... That is pretty much um, necessary this time of year when we're talking about the the sultry summer. And it really is. It's so steamy and hot here in July and late July. And you're wondering, oh, my goodness, we can if we can just make it these last few weeks of summer. And yet we've got another eight, ten weeks. <laughs> okay, consider this. And anyone can do this in the backyard. You're looking for that retreat. You're looking for that place where you can mellow out a little bit. I'm telling you, you can do this in your backyard. There's a few key things. First of all, you want to get a, a change in the topography, a little bit of a roll to the grass. Zoysia grass is so wonderful for this. This zoysia grass, which is soft, it's plush. It's like the old-time 
plush carpet that you would have. I mean, it's just your feet sink into it. It feels cool. And you want to get that roll, that soft, gentle roll to it. And then you want a hammock. Get a hammock out there. Is there anything better in life than a hammock for two <laughs> on a hot summer Aww. day? Oh, my goodness gracious. So you've got the hammock, maybe an arbor or a pergola, whatever you want to call it. Something for shade. You've got that for the shade. There's a fan spinning around. You've got the beautiful vines. It could be the the red passion flower. We have those at the office. It is so wonderful. Over the growing over the arbor where we have our hammock. It's absolutely incredible. So You're it's the one that doesn't like to talk about the heat. Too bad. I tell you about my chimes. What about them? The wind chimes on my porch. They keep ringing, and I go out there expecting a cool breeze. <laughs> That's right. You've got the wind chimes out there. I hear there them. Something's it's, moving it's, outside. It's wonderful. And you go out there, and you've got the fragrance from either the sweet olive, or maybe there's another fragrance from um, jasmine. Um, the jasmine mm-hmm. or gardenia. Honey and even if it is still, just that slight, the slightest of breezes will cause the banana leaf to move a little bit. And then you've got just the, the, the coolness of the sound of the little trickle of the water, whether it's a, a small little hidden basin fountain, a small waterfall, some type of... Uh, gurgling rock spring. I mean, you'll see those all if you come by the office. But it's a way of creating that little oasis so that even in the middle of the hottest part of July, you can go out there and say, wow, this is neat. And like I say, the right drink, the right person next to you in the hammock, <laughs> and goodness gracious, now you know what we're talking about Half when we say... the battle's the company. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That that sultry summer oasis. I think it's you're wonderful. right about that grass, though, that... Uh... That zoysia grass, when you talked about that, that's a relief to our eyes as well, too. As hot and uh, steamy as the concrete can be, and you look out there and you've just got this awesome carpet, like you talked about, just you know thrown down over there, and that changing the elevations or having that nice roll, it, it just draws you out there to a space that, even though it's not any cooler there than it is um, you know, in your front yard, it's just that you've created it. You've um, Those red bananas that capture any breeze oh. that might blow by um, does help you feel better. Well, and not only that, it really has this, how many people come to our office? Now, we've been there for years and years and years, and they wander through the garden. And I would say, easily, the most talked about item in our garden. And you have to remember, we have ponds, we have waterfalls, we've got fountains, there's a putting green. We've got blooming plants that are just incredible. The outdoor kitchen. And more than, more. Fire pits and gazebos and bridges and. But the most commented item is they look at it and they say, what kind of grass is this? Where did you get that grass? This grass. Where did you get this grass? Can I have that? Can that grow in my yard? (laughs) And it's basically emerald zoysia grass. More people mention that than any single. We have an outdoor kitchen that's unbelievable. We have a pool (laughs) that would win awards over and over. I mean, at our own, right there on the premises. But more people comment on that grass the zoysia grass, because they just, either they look at it and, and they think, oh, is this, can you walk on this? I've had, I mean, how many people just want to take off their shoes and walk in it? You had the one guy that walked <laughs> into true. the office one day walked and he looked in. out and saw the zoysia grass. He said, walked never mind. Right out the back door. Lay down and did exactly. grass angels in the grass. He said, I haven't uh-huh. seen grass like this. In, so really anyway, beautiful. the whole idea is to build this beautiful little place where you go out and it is your oasis. Whether you want to have some kind of contemplative time where you're, you're meditating or whether you want to go out there and, and read a book 
or whether or not you just want out there and have a, a, a talk with your daughter or your son or your husband or your wife or your mom or whatever. It's having that space that becomes the oasis in your life, not only, not only physically, but a mental oasis. That's what we're talking about. That is the beauty of landscape architecture and how great design can affect how you live day in and day out. It's not something you've got to save up for and travel around the world to get to. It can happen right there on your own property. Well, and sometimes it can be overwhelming and to think about the entire space, but getting a plan and putting it together or even just starting in one phase of that plan. Because, you know, like we talk about small space gardening, finding a small space and, you know, some of these patio homes have a smaller courtyard or they have, um, you know, a porch or that entryway. It's just a small little area that you need to do some type of gardening or greenery. More than that, let's talk about how that oasis comes inside. You've done some incredible arrangements, and again, you've done another one. We have this beautiful. Tell, tell folks what, what what you have there. Well, we found uh, um, some seeds. I, I guess this last last spring, I put some planted some seeds with my grandchildren. We went out there and sunflowers, of course, which happened to be my favorite. And there are different types of sunflowers. And um, well, we planted them, and believe it or not, those things can get over six, seven, eight feet tall. Some of them, and just beautiful, bright. We'll put pictures on the website so you can see them. But you know, sunflowers here they are native to America. And, of course, that uh, the sunflowers were the first domestic one, I guess, really, that the, the southwestern, you know, United States, eastern, sorry, forgive me there, it's the southeastern um, United States. Southeast, southwest, Whatever. have some they, tequila, everything's anyhow, the same. They were, you know, they were brought in, I guess, um, you know, where they were first domesticated in Mexico. So, but bringing them here, I love, and we talked about last week in the, the little Mexican sunflower, which is this different one that I used, and, <laughs> and it has much bigger face, and I love it. It's just uh um, you know, it attracts the birds. The bees are out there now because they're pollinating. And anyhow, it's been a lot of activity in our yard. I always go, Sean, let's go right out there and look. And I'm driving him crazy with these sunflowers. Oh, but, but they're so beautiful. I cut a few of them. And, you know, they came different uh, colors. The flavors are, you know, or really bright orange, a rusty brown. I had a really bright yellow one, kind of lemony yellow. And mm -hmm. anyhow, I've cut, cut, cut them all and, and brought them in. But in addition to that, I had some zinnias that... that I put Huge in. zinnias. And these are pretty, you know, I, I have to say softball, no, baseball size. I guess they're much smaller than the sunflowers. But putting those in there in the same similar colors of orange, oranges, um, which is tough at our house because you're not an orange man, right? Well, I let it go with flowers. It's okay. <laughs> Anyhow, they had hints of maroon. They, too, are doing very, very well. And they are wonderful cut flowers. And they do um, uh, tremendous. I've had them probably a week now, I guess. They last forever. Um, and then I, we had some, is it the the Mexican fan, um, the palm that, that I've cut some The Mediterranean fan palm. I'm sorry. Yeah, I get those two mixed up. Thanks to Rachel, she pointed it out to me, but apparently didn't learn a thing. But, you know, the Mediterranean fan palm, I cut some smaller uh, fronds. And Why did them you in. do that? How did you know to add those those fronds? Because I would have, I love doing flower. I would have never well, cut. Well, this is embarrassing because I learned it from you. Oh. Um, <laughs> Um, we were at the mall. We have a mall booth. If y'all haven't gone, this is a long, boring story to let you know that we were doing some plants kind of in layers. And it's a it's a New Orleans courtyard that 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 we established there at the mall with an arbor and a planter and a, a fountain. And anyhow, in this one little planter area, we have staged the plants. And I love them stair-stepped, you know, where they're deep forest green. Then we had some variegated ivy. And then we had some taller plants behind them. Anyhow, the whole point was that just wasn't looking right, wasn't looking right. You're never up there. And he goes by and says, oh, this is what you need to do. Why don't you move those in the back over here in the middle and you have that down there and put the smaller ones on the side. 
And I knew in an instant that was exactly what needed to happen. So that, too, is what I took home into that flower arrangement in that small vase with these sunflowers that were very big-faced and heavy. That's where you got the contrast between And I needed that something down the middle, something that would just be slight, you know, um, I don't know, sturdy. Strong okay, to kind of do that hold real the structure. I guess so. It's another texture because you like that, you know, where something's uh, um, taller and then fuller and then cascades over. But anyhow, you we're can gonna see. We're going to get those on. We're going to put those yeah. on the web. You want to take a look at them because it's really, it's funny three, how you can, three little flowers. you can wander through the yard and put together such a beautiful arrangement. So not only are we developing places outdoors, but you want to develop those areas inside where the, the growth which is going on comes inside, shows up on the the dining room table or the kitchen table or someplace in the kitchen or maybe on a little, you know, back stool or something like that. Or even, you know, there's so many places you can put fun flower arrangements. Just a hint of relief, that outdoor gardening. It's just like that zoysia grass that we talk about, a relief outside. But it's kind of nice to see that those real flowers brought in the house.